0: Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello everyone, welcome to the Locked On Predators podcast, Justin Bradford coming to you and hey, Matt Best is joining me right now. Matt, say hello. Hello. It's me. I'm here. I'm so excited to be doing this. Uh, when it was brought forward that I could do a podcast with the Locked On Network, I was like, oh, it's pretty cool. And they're like, yeah, you're going to do it with this guy named Justin. I was like, oh, I know that guy. I was like, I want to I do this right now. What do I got to do? Sign me up. I'm excited to be here. This is going to be fantastic. And to our listeners, buckle up. <laughs> yeah, buckle up because you have one full white guy and one full Filipino. Yeah, yeah, it's, between it's weird the two of how us. our worlds collide like that. <laughs> so Matt is actually not in Nashville. He is up in Toronto. And I'm I believe I'm saying that correctly, right? Toronto, right? Not Toronto. Toronto. Yeah, no, no, yeah. no, If you're gonna so say, say, Toronto, say Toronto, you gotta slur it the whole way yeah, through. Toronto. Like as soon as you say Toronto, I'm like mm, you're announcing it, you're announcing it right, but uh it's, it's kinda wrong. It's kinda wrong. So Matt has a pretty darn good background when it comes to all things sports. So Matt, tell the people a little bit about yourself so they know that you're not some hack. You mean I'm not some hack? <laughs> um, Dear God, I hope not. <laughs> no, I've ta- we've just taken over this podcast in a completely <laughs> different way. Um, I've been in sports media for almost the last seven years now. I've worked at different outlets from TSN. I'm at Sportsnet. Uh, I've worked in fantasy sports. I'm at the Mayo Media Network covering all kinds of fantasy sports. Uh, I've been hanging out with Justin <sighs> for what, five, almost six years now? We've known each other for a while and we've produced content together. Um, I've also done some video game work. I've worked for WWG, comicbook.com as a host, producer, editor. I- I'd like to say that I've done a lot of things and it feels like I've done a lot of things in a short amount of time. So I- I'd like to pat myself on the back here. I'm not exactly a hack, just kinda. So as you can see, he's full of crap and has no reason <laughs> whatsoever to be talking about sports or anything did Nope, he? zero, zero. 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 So what I think for this podcast, especially, is Matt's going to add a great perspective, especially to Predators listeners, of what's going on in the hockey world. Because being in Toronto, Matt is surrounded by so much hockey media and all all the stuff that's getting thrown out there in hockey media. But I think it offers perspective. So we're not in our own little bubble here in Nashville. I think that's really important to Predators fans as well, to get even better understanding of what the outside world thinks of yeah. what's going on in Nashville and just to give more perspective and Matt's hopefully going off of that and not going to fail no pressure Matt <laughs> I mean one of the first things that I was taught in school for sports media is like you need to lose that we thing when you're talking about your teams you can't say we're going to win the oh, cup yeah. it's it's the Toronto Maple Leafs it's the Nashville Predators it's you're no longer a fan Cheer for them privately all you want, but I think I'll be able to bring a non-biased perspective. I mean, unless we talk about Game 7. That's the only thing that I never want to hear in my life, because that was before I was in like school for sports media. That's just a sad time. Oh, boy. And before we continue on, I just want to make sure everybody knows today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON you get 20% off your next order. So big thanks to Built Bar for being a sponsor here. So let's go ahead and jump right into it from hockey perspective, because I mean, Hey, these are fairly, you know, I don't want to say short podcasts, but we cover a lot of stuff in a little bit of time. Yeah. And especially with you being up there in Toronto, which, you know, I can't visit because the border's still closed one, one day, one day, one day I'll be able to cross the border again. Uh, so what's being proposed in terms of divisions is very unique. And, we all know David Pohl today when he's on a, a one oh two five 5 the game on Derek Donnick and Chase basically let spill, which I mean it's confirming the rumors about what the schedule would be like, which is what they're aiming for it's 56 games, making like a baseball style schedule where you'll go and play a few games in one city before you move on to the next, which I think is a smart idea to do instead of yep. going all over the place travel wise. But the division is going to be getting the central band back together in some ways, potentially with Columbus and Detroit coming yeah. to the central but for the good news of the predators looking like it could be St. Louis, Dallas, Colorado all not being in the central but you add Carolina and Tampa as well and and Florida who you know who could be on and off and then there's that flip of Minnesota not sure what's going to happen there and things like that so the perspective of of a Canadian in this as well, so so folks, remember whenever he says certain word, just remember there's gonna be an extra U. I add a U to everything. <laughs> Color, favorite, uh, Smarties are chocolates, by the way, and not. Candy. <laughs> Oh, he's just starting right off. I got upset everyone to begin with. I mean, you're the nice guy on this, aren't you? Oh, I'm the nice. Oh, great. That's what we're gonna set up. (laughs) This is gonna be Jekyll and Hyde. Uh But to uh, dive into what you were saying about the divisions, honestly, when I look at all four of these proposed divisions, I look at the one the Predators are in, and I think it's the most volatile. Uh, You have the Lightning, you have the Hurricanes, you have the Blue Jackets, and you have the Panthers and the Predators. And I think out of those, the first three teams I mentioned are like your S-tier upper echelon teams. Then you go into more wild cardy teams like the Panthers and the Predators especially. The the Wild have a huge question mark, and I'll even include the Blackhawks on that. I think a lot of people are giving the Blackhawks a lot of doo-doo for a lot of nothing so far. The Blackhawks can be a potent team. I don't think you can write off a team with Patrick Kane on it. I think that's your first big mistake there. I mean, we saw what the Leafs did with Phil Kessel being their only guy. He dragged them to a playoff series. <laughs> him and him alone, I don't care what anyone says. I think Vander, or Patrick Kane is a way better player than Kessel, and he could do that sort of thing. The Predators, uh, if I were to power rank them right now, I'd go Lightning 1, I'd go the Hurricanes 2, I'd go the Blue Jackets 3, and then I'd slide the Predators in just above the Panthers. I think that's fair. I think that's fair, and that's pretty much where I'm looking at this as well. But it also means the Predators have an opportunity to maybe jump to third. Yep. And if they really play above their means, I think jump to second. I just don't see them winning this division by if you any told means me, at all. If you told me right now that the, the season already ended and the Predators finished second, I wouldn't bat an eye. If you told me they finished first, I'd ask you to buy lottery tickets out the wazoo (laughs) because thats I don't think they can dethrone the Lightning. There's not many teams in the NHL as a whole throughout this mix-up that could dethrone the Lightning. The Lightning are going to get some easy wins in this division against the Red Wings. I mean, every team probably will, and that feels really bad to say about a storied franchise, but the Lightning are just the top dogs. Except for Nashville because Nashville tends to lose to Detroit. Yeah, <laughs> for I some mean, reason there's just that there's just that thing where it's like, oh, we should really beat these guys. I've Crap. always found like being on the outside looking in with Nashville, I've always found that Nashville is the perfect example of a team that plays up to their competition and plays down to their competition. They uh they're like the Chargers in the NFL if you follow football. They are very good and they'll hang in there with the best teams and they'll lose by just some dumb goal getting squeaked in. Or they'll play, like you said, the Red Wings and just be terrible it'll be like a nine goal game with eight of the goals going towards the red wings they they need they need to figure out some sort of consistency and and here's gonna be the thing with the red wings if we're gonna be looking at the red wings when the the predators play them if it's pre or post trade deadline because we oh, all man. know the red wings have at least two players that were absolutely brought on to be trade bait bobby ryan. Stahl and Sorry. bobby ryan yeah. Well, I mean, I think that absolutely is known because it's hey, come prove yourself here. You can be traded to a potentially Stanley Cup-winning team at the trade deadline. Could you not see Bobby Ryan staying with them though? No, I really can't. I mean, really, I I, it, I, I see it more as bait to maybe even come to Nashville. <laughs> with well, the reason being because Bobby Ryan's building his retirement home in Nashville already. That's true, and I mean. So... It, it, Let's say Bobby Ryan, a 54 game series or a 54 game season, scores by the trade deadline 20 points. What are you giving up for him? A fourth, a fifth? I mean, Detroit might be asking for a third depending on team performance of who they're trying to trade to because it can be really limited depending on the salary cap, right? Yeah. What's going to be going on? Granted, Bobby Ryan's not going to command much, but who knows? The Predators are one of those few teams that have a lot. Do you think teams are going to look at interdivision trades differently this year and just not really care? Because at the end of the day, this is going to go back to some sort of normalcy, right? Right. But I don't think the Red Wings will be like, well, you're in my division. It's going to cost you no. one more round. I don't see that. I don't happening. think so. No, I, I think it, if they're going to be looking at more like cap and what a team could actually give up and everything. Because, I mean, Steve Eisman's already building the Red Wings to look good years down the road with what he's been able to, to hold on to. Uh, so far, so it's going to be curious when all these teams play each other, depending on when they play each other. But especially Nashville, and I think most Preds fans understand that they're kind of right in the middle. And what I've been saying all along this offseason is that the Predators should be a playoff team, but it's going to be a wild card. And I think yeah. that's okay because if things start clicking and come together at the right time, who knows? But that's also why I think they are holding on to a lot of salary cap because they need to kind of get 20 games in and evaluate of oh, this team actually could click and come together or. Ugh! we need to just hold on to this i'm glad we didn't spend the money yeah like thinking about it now i think there's going to be one of two avenues the predators can explore at the trade deadline kind of crazy that we're talking about the trade deadline season hasn't already started or (laughs) it started at all uh there's two ways they can do it i see this group having two major holes they either need to rebuild their bottom six completely if they don't play up to speed or i think their top six is missing that high scoring second line winger I think that's where they're really missing mm. out. The first line, I think you can trot out there confidently if it's Forsberg, Johansson, and Arvey. I think that's perfectly fine. Hey, Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, hey, okay. If you're, if you're going to be doing this, you've got to be saying the name right, Bucko. Which name? Johansson. Oh, my He's goodness. He's not Swedish. Are you making me say it the complete announced way? Yes, because it's not Okay, Johansson. I need you. Hold on. I need you to say Pekka's last name then. We need Pekka, to do this. Pekka Rine. Okay, thank you. I, I know I'm like jumping into a different thing right now, but the video that we're going to bring up later about Uh-oh. him announcing uh, something super fun when he's speaking about his dog and his child, that man's accent is something I that love I'd it. love to have. Pe- people don't want to believe it with the name. They're like, it sounds so Italian. Like you don't realize how many Finnish words actually sound Italian when you pronounce them because they yeah. do a tongue roll. Yeah, People, people don't realize that. But anyways, I had to call you out in the crap because friends fans t- absolutely will. Ah, okay i'll take it first episode i'll take it but it, but it's okay i understand because there's so many johansons out there yes he's one of the few johansons well my old pal ryan joe uh <laughs> if he's flanking that first line <laughs> i I'm, I'm telling you fred's fans are not going to be a huge fan of me by the end of this but the few that like me i'll love you back <laughs> um, wow i think that first line is without a doubt, one of the top lines in the NHL. It's often underlooked and nobody's really appreciating it that much. They're not consistent. They're not consistent, but their ceiling is so high. Like you look at that, that, that's the stereotypical first line that a lot of teams would love to have. Great vision down the middle, a guy on the left side who can hit and forecheck and a guy on the right who can absolutely snipe. Like if you ask anyone to build a line for you, It's typically what you want, right? You want the playmaking, you want the aggressiveness, and you want a guy that can shoot the puck and put it in the net. The second line, I look at it and I'm just like, this is going to be so volatile. Duchesne's (laughs) the biggest question mark ever. And still two question marks on the wings. Yeah, I mean. Still don't know. Between the second line and like who's projected to be on the second, who's projected to be on the third line, you could shuffle that all day between now and puck drop, and it's going to be completely different by the time the season's over. Absolutely will be. Well, we still have more to discuss and up next we're going to talk a little bit about some other things going on in, in the hockey world and a little bit more too about the perspective that Nashville has coming from someone in Toronto and what they're surrounded by as well. So that's Matt Best. So Matt, thank you for joining me, man. It's been hey, really good to have you on already. It's, it's been a lot of fun to come on and mess up Ryan J's name oh god that's if that's the memorable thing from the segment 100 percent. i mean if that's our memorable segment i'm happy with it but let's let's get a look at the outside looking in up next here on locked on predators here on the locked on network and hey built bar is the best tasting protein bar ever matt did you know that matt i enjoy built bar more than anything right now i'm snacking on that i've had these terry's chocolate oranges and i've just shoved Ooh. those away Yeah, there's so many great flavors, six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, lemon, almond cheesecake, carrot cake, almond apple crisp. And the great thing is that Built Bar, they're healthy. So it's for the health conscious person out there. You can lose or maintain your weight while you indulge in a delicious treat. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for the keto diet. So hey, Built Bar, you get 20% off. Use the code LOCKEDON at BuiltBar.com. Go and get yours today. Lemon, almond, cheesecake. <laughs> all right, folks, welcome back. Justin Bradford, Matt Best coming to you. And let's get a different perspective of looking at the Predators, and especially for Matt's first episode with us here as as a new co-host of Lockdown Predators. I want to get his perspective of kind of like what other people are saying about Nashville. We, we know what the, the head honchos say at NHL Network. We hear the people talk about it all the time. We get Roman Yossi talked about it all the time. Hey, um, he deserves it. Oh, he absolutely deserves it. Beautiful hey, human being. He's going he's going to be a new dad soon, just like Peccarine yep. is is a brand new dad. So <laughs> big I'm glad I was able to push that out there too. And hey, my tweet made it on News Four as well, <laughs> the video. Yeah, so That's on pretty the, awesome. the NBC station here in Nashville. Yeah. So good to see that. But big congratulations to Peccarine and, and his girlfriend Erica on the birth of their son Paulus. Or sorry, Paulus Oliver Rine now who's messing up the names whoa 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 i corrected <laughs> myself because i knew i got it wrong yeah, well, you know uh, uh, yeah, yeah, you're right yeah. you're right you're right you're right the, the awkwardness right there so matt <laughs> especially especially being toronto it's unlike any other canadian city to be in and with your background and what you work in as well where you're surrounded by sports all the time and talking sports what is the the overall feel of the Nashville Predators and not just like going into this year, but how yep. people have seen this team grow since it came kind of into the national spotlight in the 2017 cup run and what people have seen about Nashville since then? So let's circle back to before that cup run. Okay. The predators were that niche team that people up here knew of, knew that decent players would shovel in and out of there, and knew that like they existed. They had a pretty kick butt logo. Like we were a big fan of it up here. Then came the cup run. Then came Nashville being recognized. I mean, with my demographic, hey, it's a fun city to go to. You need to go there. You need to go ride around on one of those bicycles and have a lot of fun downtown. You need to go experience Broadway. And then it became like, okay, they're actually legitimate. They're in the cup finals. People want to watch this team. They became the sexy team of the NHL up here. People wanted to see what they were doing. Then came along the Vegas team. Vegas became the sexy team, even though Nashville was still relevant. It's Nashville's not the biggest deal up here, but when you bring up like, oh, I'm going to Nashville with a couple buddies, people are like, oh, you need to go catch a, catch a Preds game. It's an unbelievable atmosphere. You need to go downtown. You need to do this. It's not like the Predators are being talked about 24-7. It's just after their rough year last year. They're not being talked about that much. But as soon as they become relevant again, it's almost like tourism takes a huge bump from Canadians because we, I like, I love going there. It's one of my favorite cities to visit. I love going downtown there, and you've shown me around. We've had an excellent time, even though, yeah, I'll just save that for a rainy day. Um, but we've had excellent times down there, and like I said, the Predators are just the NHL sexy team when they're performing well. And so, folks, I want to make sure you tune into our next episode because tonight we're going to talk about Marvel stuff obviously, because we're both nerds. Yeah. And then, <laughs> in the next episode, Star Wars. And then after that, we're going to talk about everything else Disney that happened on Investor's Day. So just a little tease of what's coming up because we're both geeks and nerds. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure you're tuning into the next podcast. But that is, that is really interesting too that you throw that out there that they can be the sexy pick yeah. in a lot of ways when they choose to be. yeah like when people are doing their playoff brackets and things like that you look for that underdog team like when st louis won the cup that was a lot of people's picks because it was like they got the talent they can do it and they were the sexy pick whereas the predators people are looking before this season starts and going yeah i remember that cup run Mm -hmm. yeah nashville's a pretty fun place to go to yeah i got high hopes for them kind of thing that's the talk around here right now is people are just Trying to throw away that recency bias of last year's season and looking at the potential of the people they're bringing up to play in the top six. They're looking at what Ryan Johansson can do. They're looking at uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're looking at what RV Party can do. I love Victor Arvidsson. I think he has the greatest nickname ever. I'll never forget working at TSN. We could do custom transitions. And I, I did R-V Party, and he had a hat trick that game. I was like, <laughs> never. But uh, there's a lot of faith in this team, and it's not like you're taking a stupid – guess on the Predators to succeed you're taking an educated one and you're just looking at the team going a lot of pieces are still here and they have that hunk called uh, Roman Yossi on the back end there's not a lot that you can hate on this team but there's a lot of room for this team to just plummet and be one of the worst teams in their proposed division Right, and in terms of not a lot to hate, there's a lot more to be wanted more than anything yes. else in terms of like, hey, there's still question marks if they fill in some of these gaps, and they're an absolutely competitive team. It's just not sexy overall in terms of this lineup as it is right now because there's so many question marks on the youth. Granted, yeah. I want the youth. I want Philip Tomasino to get a shot. I want Ellie Tolman to get a shot because, especially for Tolman, it's time, and Yokerit terminated it, contract. Tolman has to do it now, yes. He has to do he, it, I it I now think- so they can move on. He's the player I'm most excited for on the Predators team. I'm not necessarily looking for these fun bounce-back seasons or just the continued success of Yossi or like the goaltending battle that I'm sure we're going to see this year. It's Tolvanen. It's I need to see him break out this year. I need to see him become relevant within hockey talk. I need him to be more than, well, he can be good. I need him to be, oh, he is good. He is a top six forward. There's no more of this hoping and waiting for Tolvanen. That time is over. He's got this season to prove it, and I think a shortened schedule is perfect for it. And I think what I'd be looking at out of a shortened schedule too is a good goal for him in his first full season in the NHL, 25 to 30 points. Show me 25 to 30 points. Show me durability. Show me back checking. Yeah. And especially in 56 games, 25 points, if it's a half, uh, just a little over half a point a game would be a great goal as well for him to have. And it's set for him as well. That's, I be think big. anything, <laughs> anything under 20 points is a failure. Like straight up, it's a failure. If you're given, especially if he's given the opportunity to play these top six minutes, it's a complete failure, anything under 20. I understand if he gets bumped to the third line because he starts off poorly, but I think this Preds team is going to give him as many resources and hook him up with the best players possible in order for him to succeed. Because like we've been talking about, it's now or never. And he should be playing with Matt Duchesne. That's pretty much what it looks like they're going to slot him in as Matt Duchesne. And that's the type of player he should be with because Matt Duchesne is more of a setup guy. Whereas mm-hmm. Tolvanen needs to be in his space, which is in the faceoff circle, just like Ovi. He's got to yep. be in a sweet spot. And so that's the hope is that Matt Duchesne can create space for Tolvanen because that's what's going to have to happen, especially in the NHL for him to succeed. Somebody's going to have to create space for him because if somebody puts a body, puts pressure on him, he's not going to release his wicked shot. And everyone talks about him. I mean, most NHL experts say that Tolvanen has an amazing shot. He just has to be able to get it off. That's yeah, the big of if, thing. if Duchesne plays average we're not asking for old matt (laughs) duchene of the colorado avalanche from when he first broke in we're not asking for that we're asking for very serviceable matt duchene we're asking for i don't know a little over 25 to 30 maybe 35 points for duchene i I mean we're talking about what a failure season would be for Tolvin and at 20 or under points i think a failure season for duchene is 28 and under points we're not looking for worldwide numbers we're looking for him to help the growth of Tolvanen. We're looking for him to just be serviceable on the second line and get rid of those conversations of, oh, we need to trade Matt Duchesne right now. I don't care if I get a seventh round pick and a bag of pucks. That's my angry fan voice, by the way. That's, uh, oh, that's what we need to steer away from this year, Predators Nation. You just need to hope for serviceable Duchesne. And and the thing remember too, folks, we're talking about a 56 game season, not an yeah. 82 game season. So oh, yeah, imagine if yeah. we were saying like you get 28 points, great year, call yeah. it a day. So just let's let's keep the expectations in mind. So before we break for the for the next segment as well. When we look at this, too, this team in the past three years have had two players win individual awards, which were the first ever for this franchise that weren't like the comeback man of the year or the man of the year in terms of what he's done for the community, but actual performance-based awards in the Vezina with Pecorino and the North with Roman Yossi. Does that help, especially in your Canadian mindset and how Canadian media tends to feel, does that also help legitimize this franchise when you have players like that winning individual performance-based awards? So I think you look at Yossi specifically. I think you can look at Rene and go, yeah, he's been a great goaltender and he's done stuff in the past, but that's a huge question mark in net, and I'm sure we'll get to that either today or in a future episode where uh, I've got some pretty hot takes on the goaltending situation. You look at Roman Yossi, though, and I think he is a bona fide top two defenseman in the NHL. I think you're taking a guy like Victor Hedman first if we're talking fantasy drafts, and Yossi goes a short second. Like, But if you told me you drafted Yossi as your D-man one, Cool. That's fantastic. If you told me he took Hedman, cool. That's fantastic. The point of the matter is Yossi is without a doubt in that upper echelon of defenseman, and it legitimizes Nashville as a team as a whole. It's easy to say like, okay, I've got a good defenseman that's won an award like four or five years ago. It's another thing to say, I've got the reigning Norris Trophy winner and he's a good looking dude. That's that's a couple times you've said that, man. Hey man, I'm not like he is a handsome fella. I'm thinking well, yeah. back. I'm thinking back to the NHL draft and when poor old Morgan Riley had to hold his jersey up and just was looking super sad. And then you flip it over in the predators when they stole the goalie. That's going to be fantastic for this organization. Uh he just looked way better than everyone that night, and I'll gladly say that about old Roman. <laughs> old Roman. Oh Roman. Oh Romy. <laughs> All right. Well, up next, folks, we're going to discuss some things Marvel because we're both geeks. And if you look a little bit closer at my tree, you'd see geek ornaments, which is right behind me. <laughs> if you're watching the video of this, uh, there's Star Wars, Marvel, Harry Potter, a little bit of everything. But up next, Disney released so much news on Investor Day. And so we're going to talk Marvel up next here on Lockdown Predators on the Lockdown Network. All right, folks, welcome back to the Locked On Predators podcast. Justin Bradford joined by Matt Best. And hey, don't miss another big hockey story. Start your week off with Locked On NHL. Every Monday, Locked On Kings host Sarah interviews local experts covering the biggest stories in hockey. Get reactions to blockbuster trades, deep dives in the teams destined to be at the top of the standings, and analysis of hockey's hottest star. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get your podcast. And hey, Matt, people should subscribe to this one as well. I mean, hey, it's on Spotify, iTunes, a little bit of everywhere, right? It's absolutely everywhere. Wherever you get your favorite podcast, wherever you're tuning in right now, that little subscribe button, hit it. That download button, hit it. And let do us it. know what you want to hear on this show. We have a lot of fun things that we want to do with this show. So make sure you subscribe, make sure you download. And uh, we, we got a few tricks up our sleeves. Oh, oh gosh. Hey. I'm like a magician no turning tricks i always tricks. wanted i always know turning to be tricks a growing up actually for a few years there i was like you no know cool that would be that's when uh chris angel mind freak was the biggest thing on tv i was like i want to do that and just hear mind freak it I, shows I it our age cool difference stick. too i grew <laughs> okay, up with, hold on. i grew up watching um, david copperfield <laughs> i was i was about to say the dude with the tiger and i completely forget no 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 not Siegfried <laughs> and roy no. <laughs> No, but I had a little magic kit when I was a kid as well I got it at the Scholastic Book Fair oh those are the best <laughs> I know where you'd go up to your mom and be like I need 10 bucks for what the Scholastic Book Fair and you come home with like 5 bendy pens 4 erasers be like where's your books if I didn't say I was buying books I just wanted to go to the book fair yeah let's just remember that 10 Canadian dollars only gets you erasers if, if that <laughs> I get a magic kit for 10 dollars you get erasers I get smarties that's it <laughs> And not even the candy kind. I get the chocolate kind. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what are you drinking, by the way, sir? Uh, it's a Dr. Pepper. And for people, like, uh, it's, pop is the one thing that I can't kick. I cannot kick pop. I well, did it for, like, a couple months during the summer when I was running every day. <laughs> and I was doing all that fun <laughs> exercising stuff. And right before we recorded this, I was like, oh, I'm going to go get a water. I did go get a water. I have a big jug of water here that I haven't uh-huh, had a sip yeah, of. Yeah, And I got this can of Dr. Pepper. Yeah, and it's currently Central Time, 1.17 in the morning. <laughs> it's 2.17 Eastern. Oh, he just Welcome to media, work. folks. Welcome to the media life of being up late at night. So Marvel, lots of news broke. So much in terms of what we're going to get for release dates, what's coming up on Disney+. And I am an absolute Marvel freak. I mean, most people that have followed me for a while know. Someone actually tweeted me the other day saying, I really didn't know you are that big into Marvel. I knew Star Wars. I didn't know Marvel. And I'm like, I failed you. Yeah, I mean, if people don't look at you and go, Marvel, hockey, and go, that's nah, Justin. Like I mean, that's two words that I'd use to describe you immediately, Marvel and hockey. It's I saw like, Endgame runs... in the theater oh, I, remember theaters. I saw Endgame in the theater 12 times okay that's like another level of I will never do that but man if anybody ever needs to listen to Marvel takes and they don't take your word seriously they need to get out of here <laughs> I know anyway, anyways, I don't want to hate on that person because I mean I know what they follow me for but I was like <laughs> I need to do a better job of doing this so big things that broke Black Widow obviously has been delayed basically the entire year which yep. it really will be because May 7th 2021 is a release but the things that I'm really excited about are some of those things we have had heard about but didn't have more details on. But like Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, that's confirmed to be released on July 9th, 2021. So that's not that far away when I mean, you think about it. I mean, nope. 2020, thank God, ends in two weeks. <laughs> but Yeah, that's I'm, really weird to think about. Like, I- I'm yeah. counting down to the end of the year for the first time instead of Christmas, Right? <laughs> nice. And. Shang-Chi was really cool with this too and I know we'll get it's definitely pop culture talk but just seeing the Asian representation oh it's awesome with this movie as well because there's some badass people in this for sure They're, they're like it's and we've talked about this off air before seeing Asian representation regardless if they're half Asian regardless if they're full Asian doesn't matter as long as there's some sort of Asian representation within pop culture is completely unheard of instead of cameos people are getting main roles that's awesome oh, yeah. like we it's never saw awesome. age difference i never had that growing up uh, and i'm I sure you didn't did. either yeah especially filipino culture that's and it's I- the only like if you ask a random person what filipino culture is i promise you the answer you'll always get is karaoke and lots of food that's it <laughs> i know but hey, I've been doing, I feel like we've been doing a much better job lately. That The Disney commercial that even got put on Disney Plus. So nice. As well. Only three minutes long, but I cry every time I watch it. But it's like so if awesome. Disney's acknowledging Filipino culture. And we're talking about like the puddles, the little things, the greetings, the respectful things that are true on the culture there too, but making yeah. it normal that, I mean, Filipinos are, are, are huge. It's the next big thing to pop in terms of North America and how food's going to come over and be big, not just in the big cities. Like Toronto obviously has a Filipino culture, but nashville is getting filipino food yeah and like like, that's nashville that's (laughs) i mean it's still exciting for me to go to like a local restaurant that serves filipino food so i can only imagine the thrill you have when you're like oh this is the only one for like 200 miles oh yeah and like Uh, bobby rubio him continue to do big things like float and we had, I had him on my podcast on penalty box radio, Southern hostility to talk about his work with Pixar and he's doing so many things. Like he's, he knows all the people working on all this Disney and Marvel stuff coming up. So it's just, it's really awesome to see that. But moving on, I mean, Eternals, November 5th, 2021. Now here's the one I really wanted to focus on is the untitled Spider-Man three Oh boy. Okay. Holy moly. All the people that are, that are coming back for this, Obviously, proves we're going to discuss E-mo the multiverse. EMO Peter Parker. EMO Peter Parker. <laughs> but if <laughs> me, Alfred Molina, yeah, coming, coming back. back as Doc Ock. That's amazing. And, and Andrew Garfield, Kirsten Dunst. Okay, Andrew Garfield gets a lot of crap for not being a good Spider-Man. I, I think he was good. Yeah, I, they were. They were all. Here's my thing with the Spider-Man's. They all represent a different type of Peter Parker and Spider-Man that all fit in some form or fashion of a type of sp- of pa- Spider-Man or Peter Parker. Like, yes they all fit in they're their all, own former fashion yes and they're meant to relate to just different people right exactly like people are getting up in arms like oh spider-man's about or supposed to be about this guy who lived in poverty and then came out and was like everyone's hero yeah but times have changed it, right. spider-man can take on a different meaning for every single person that's the best part about new media is that it can be interpreted however the heck you want if you think spider-man's a bad dude and you watch it it's here for the bad guys the whole time Interpret it that way all you want. Like, if you want to think that Emo Peter Parker is the best Peter Parker, sure. Like, if you relate to Emo Peter Parker, I'm not going to take that away from you. And no, no one should. I, I mean, I'll die on the hill that I think Tom Holland's the best Spider-Man. Like, I yeah, will he's too. phenomenal. I didn't know he was English until after the first movie. <laughs> and there was like a viral video. I was like, ah, what? <laughs> and then i was like oh wait his name is tom holland maybe i should have pieced that one together maybe maybe but he does a fantastic job at it so that's so why. good that's why I, I like i i was actually watching homecoming in the background today had no idea we were going to talk about spider-man specifically but oh, i forgot man. how good michael keaton was in it and oh yeah that's such a good movie and and they're working on toby Maguire as well so yeah. that i think that's one of the there's all these pieces are coming together but toby Maguire, i think for the day and age when you look at it late 90s early 2000s he was a totally fine Spider Man and Peter Parker. Yeah, like he, he, fit the, he fit the role. Dom Holland yeah. didn't exist then. No, he, like, he didn't need to be relatable to everyone. He just right. needed to come in for a bit of comedic relief. And that was around the era when movies were trying to be like super serious all the time and like super dramatic. And then when you had that bit of comic relief, it was funny. And that's right. why you think about Spider Man 3. Where he's cruising down the street being emo Peter Parker, like Which people hate on. Oh, it's the best thing ever! It's I so know. cringy. It's like I love cringy things to the point where, like, if if you like The Office, everyone hates Scott's Tots. <laughs> Greatest episode, love it so much. Like, I don't mind a bit of cringe as long as it's executed well. And if it's right. supposed to be cringy and it hits, you did a good job. Well, and, and now we see too, especially Marvel's perfected the way of putting action comedies together. Yeah, did very very well. And so that brings up to another one is the next Ant Man. Which is going to be man. Yeah, quantum mania. <laughs> Ant-Man of the Wasps, Quantum Mania, which they're recat they're recasting Cassie. Okay. So uh Catherine Newton is coming in to play Cassie Lang, replacing uh Emma Furman, who I think did a fine job in end game, even though it was a very very small, limited role. But what a lot of people are complaining about is she looked just like Paul Rudd, which I yes. get, but I-, I think that in terms of what they're wanting for is to play a bigger role. Mm-hmm. And actually take it on some of the reins of being a superhero. That's where they're going with Catherine Newton. But they're bringing the band back together. Michael Douglas, Michelle Pfeiffer, obviously, all going to be back. But I'm very curious. And I'm also glad that Ant Man's getting a third one. Because before, it seemed like they were saying, no, Ant Man's done. And I think it was more of the fan push that they want a new Ant Man, more Ant Man, because it's fun. Ant Man is not going to be the super blockbuster type of movie. No. Like, like Black Panther can be and Captain America was and Civil War and Iron Man, those kind of things. But it's a fun action movie and I love Paul Rudd. Uh, Paul Rudd, you cannot go wrong with Paul Rudd. And to circle back to like Ant-Man is not going to be a phenomenal like blockbuster smash, I don't think it's meant to be. I think it's it's meant to be like a movie that you have on Netflix or whatever streaming service you use and you turn it on in the background for background noise, but you can get hooked into it. And you can just sink your teeth into it. But it's not a movie that you really need to pay a lot of attention to after you've seen it the first time around. And any movie that has Michael Pena in it, sign me up. Yeah, just I, and I still inject wish, that man into my oh my veins. god, I still wish we had Louise doing a full rundown of everything that happened in the five years after the dusting. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> snap. I, I laughed so hard when oh, they like man. that. Oh, it's just, it's so good. Ant-Man's, I feel like Ant-Man's kind of underrated. It, oh, I believe it absolutely is because there's so many things that are going on, mm-hmm. but so many other more. It's like Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which is going to be like a fun horror movie. And I know WandaVision is going to kind of lead into that. And the, tra- the, next, the latest trailer for WandaVision kind of led into that as well, that it is some freaky stuff going on in mm-hmm. Scarlet Witch's head. A Thor, Love and Thunder. Loki? Yeah, it, Loki. But the big, Thor, Love and Thunder, Christian Bale has officially been casted as the villain, I love Christian Bale. Yeah. He's the, I can't even think of a word, but he, when he does method acting, guy oh, goes man. the whole way. And he, oh, yeah. like I, he's my favorite Batman by far. I love that trilogy, that, tri- that Batman trilogy. I watch it once Swear a Swear to me. Oh, so good. I saw an article that they were talking about Bane not getting enough love. Like, uh, oh my goodness, why am I blanking on his name? The guy who plays Bane. Why is this happening right now? Or oh, now, why are you doing this to me? Oh, no, no, we're gonna think of it. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Oh, no, it's not. People at home are probably screaming right now, trying to figure out. They're like, oh, it's Tom Hardy. <laughs> Venom, you forget? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my. don't even get me started on that movie. I watched it like in theaters and I was like, this was bad. Then I watched it was at a home. Fun was like, movie. and then I watched it at home. I was like, this is nice i like this it was fun it, again yeah. it's another one it was not meant to be a blockbuster not to be meant to be deep but just a fun action movie like you said you can have it on anytime and it's just it's fun yeah like it's background noise that's no deeper meaning no none no at all meaning. but like circling back to our marvel talk give me all the tom hiddleston as loki i think oh yeah like he in the first avengers and all the avengers movies his little scenes are so fun like he plays the role so well of being that trickster, he his accent for that is perfect. Like mm-hmm. the the thought process of giving him that accent instead of Americanizing him was beautiful. I oh, don't know yes. why it works so well, but it just does. <laughs> I think he's actually one of my favorite characters in the MCU. Oh, I, I agree, especially Tom Hiddleston pulling it off. So rundown real quick: Captain Marvel two happening, Blade, Gardens of Galaxy three in twenty twenty three, Fantastic Four. think we knew that was going to be coming but it's officially been announced um the wandavision falcon winter soldier march 19th 2021 so we'll have wandavision leading right into falcon winter soldier uh loki may 2021 so that's not that far off what if mid 2021 very excited about what if especially the animation styling of that looks absolutely gorgeous give me oh my goodness it's not overwhelming like they didn't go nuts with the colors or anything but it's something that you're going to be able to watch like it's not your typical cartoon mm-hmm. like big mouth or family guy either like it's, it's that distinct <laughs> anime i love big mouth love it. so love much it. could talk about that show for hours but it's that like it reminds me of the early 90s cartoons but like hi def yes oh absolutely so miss marvel Hawkeye, which is Haley Steinfeld joining as K Bishop. I, I like Haley Steinfeld. Mm-hmm. Uh, She-Hulk, Moon Knight, more details on that. Secret Invasion, Ironheart, Armor Wars... Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. I mean, they're announcing a holiday special that won't even be out for over a year. Okay, holiday specials remind me of like Shrek the Halls when they were doing holiday (laughs) specials. So it's going to take a lot to get me to watch that. But wait, have you watched the Lego Star Wars holiday special? No, I can't be bothered to watch these holiday specials. No, 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 no. can't do it. You watch it and you watch it like in the next three days. (laughs) It's aggressive. You watch it. It is fun for for people listening at home. If you see this video, he's like pointing at me. You watch it. it. You do it. No, seriously. If you are a star Wars fan, the Lego holiday special is the right amount of cheesy and throwback to all the different movies. It's fun. It is worth the 45 minutes because Uh, I can stomach that. Also they, they kind of address and make fun of the original star Wars holiday special that's what makes oh. it fun is it's it's lego so they're extremely self-aware yes they break that's third wall all exactly the way. that's why it's a lot of fun because they go to different things in different movies and also bring in clone wars and rebels into it as well okay so, I, I'll, I'll give it a shot it's fun it's absolutely fun go into it no one is just going to be fun and cheesy but they're self-aware cheese okay fair I, I is that, that fair yeah i'll do that, that okay. that's fair And then the last thing was I Am Groot, which is just going to be a a series of shorts, obviously, with with baby Groot. I can't wait till those just pop up on Twitter and I can watch it there. (laughs) Oh, jeez. But, man... Disney also going to be raising the Disney Plus price by a dollar, I think, in March or April is what they said. I'm okay. I'm okay I'm with okay. that. Give me all this content and I'll pay for it. Yeah, if they're giving me content, then I'll be more than happy to pay for it. And yeah. especially Mandalorian, this oh. season finale coming up. And I know we'll be discussing that as well. And I know we've we're, we're, it's the off-season, folks. We're going to talk Predators, but we're also going to talk nerd stuff because this is our outlet. Yep. <laughs> so yep. deal with it. Well, Matt, I appreciate you coming on, man, and giving your perspective. And I think this is going to be a beautiful partnership. I'd love to give you a hug right now, but I can't. It's COVID. And we're like 3,000 miles away. You know, that's just part of it too. But no, I'm, I'm so fired 3, up to be 000, honest. 3,000? Do you really think kilometers Kilometers. kilometers okay. 3,000 kilometers. That's way more accurate. This is going to be tough because I'm bringing in a Canadian audience and I don't want to isolate them. And no, you have no, an American no. audience and we're like trying to bring all this together. So when in doubt, go metric. No. <laughs> hey, no, seriously. That's what I want out of this is because we're going to be like the odd couple. We are. Which is going to be really great, are. because I think having the Canadian and American back and forth is going to be entertaining. It, it, to say the least, I mean, the reaction when people found out that we were co-hosting together, it was a lot of, oh, it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of, uh-oh. <laughs> but if we can put those two together and make it, oh, sure. uh-oh, lots of fun, <laughs> then uh, we'll be in for a good time. As long as it's not an, uh-oh, I need another diaper.
1: Yeah, no, not,
0: I'm not, not any, any those. I did have some bean soup tonight, so. Bean soup. Why do you make that face? What is bean soup? It's soup made out of beans. What the hell else would it be? Wouldn't you just (laughs) eat the like? What are you doing? Putting beans in a pot and adding water? Yeah, but also with stock and ham. The beans. Well, not. It's soup. It's soup season, bro. What? Where where have you been? Soup season. Like, do you squish the beans? They're like. Are you serious right now? Dude, I've never heard of bean soup. Do you bean soup the beans? Bean soup sounds like something that you look in your cupboard and you're like, I got beans, I got beef broth. All right, I'm putting them in a pot. Pretty much. Yeah, what and then doing? and you add ham to like use a ham bone from of leftover ham that you have, and you add that to the stock and it flavors it, and then you have chunks of meat in there as well. And you can also add corn okay. to it. You can add tomatoes, potatoes, okay. carrots. Okay, you're adding things to it, which makes it sound well, yeah. like a be- Okay, calling it bean soup is But the bean's most- the main thing. It's the protein. Ugh, it's so unflattering hearing bean soup. Like, chicken noodle gets two names. It's chicken noodle soup. Why can't you call it, like, bean and ham soup? That sounds better. You absolutely could, but then you're adding more words to it, and then you're just increasing the amount of time it takes to say the name of the soup. Okay, you're making me bean soup when I see <laughs> an X and i like god i'm, I'm not wanna, i I'm, i know i'm not alone on this thinking that bean soup is this weird fairy tale thing that you're, you're eating I'd, re- I'd rather cast iron make you a steak than make you bean soup yeah all right i'm good with that i won't complain. okay see see I, right. that's that's my yeah. perfection yeah is, okay. is making steaks and stuff like that all I, right i'll, I'll make be, you bean soup please don't make me bean soup you're gonna mash the beans yeah, because I don't know what it is. It's soup with beans. How much more specific do I need to be? <laughs> they don't go together. Like when yes, you they go, do? no. When you go to a restaurant and they're like, "Hey, what do you want for your side?" It's like, "Oh, we got salad. Oh, we got beans. We got coleslaw." Show me the people that pick beans. Uh, you you've only been to the south a couple times, but <laughs> a kay. lot of people pick beans. I don't get it. I don't get the bean love. You don't get bean love. They're the magical fruit. The more you eat. The more you toot. <laughs> but it's high in protein and fiber. So beans, man, don't hate on beans. I, you know, there's going to be Southerners listening to this going to be like, I really do hate him now. I need people, if you're listening to this, send me a picture of your bean soup. Oh, what a weird sentence. No, no, don't send send pictures of bean soup. I don't like saying that. I take that back immediately. Yeah. No, no. I don't want to Google. Okay, I'm I'm Googling bean soup right now. So anyone who's watching at home, bean soup, real quick. They can hear you typing because you have that loud-ass keyboard. Hey, now. (laughs) It looks like mush. It's... (laughs) it's 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 good and hearty especially on a chilly night okay like I feel like this is what they would offer just if they ran out of food I need to try it I just need to try it boy we got a city boy talking here oh, <laughs> I mean if living in the sticks is bean soup then yeah, yeah. I'll be a city boy I'll be a city boy. <laughs> you're attacking this like like it sounds there's nothing weird in this at all it's It's so weird i've never heard of bean soup and i like to think that i've heard a lot about food in my life did you not look at the description where it says soup beans is a term common in the southern united states and the regions around the appalachian mountains i went straight to images i'm not gonna lie (sighs) Uh boy some sort of research you do <laughs> I, I, i'm a visual learner thank you oh I visual like to learner see the product and see uh-huh. the bean soup i'm see, dealing with and there's, like, there's lots so... of images right one of them is like completely dark brown the other one is like yellow one oh, cuz it depends on the bases and what else you put in it you know what's better than bean soup a lot of things yes i understand that but bean Dude, soup I, I, can I, still I'm... be nice and hearty I'm still genuine, genuinely blown away that bean soup is a thing. Like, th- I've probably seen bean soup before, but I've never heard of it just being called bean soup. Look, us senior citizens got to eat, too, okay? Yeah, you're right. You get the discount <laughs> at Cracker Barrel, too, don't you? I put. Pl- yes, I get plenty <laughs> of gray hairs up here, okay? And sometimes I just need to, you know, stay regular, so I have bean soup. Oh, man, you're right. It does say ham bone right in the description for one of these. Boom! You know what you're talking about. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. Okay, when I see you next, live streaming, cooking bean soup and steaks. Hey, Alex, the girlfriend is the one that made the bean soup this time, and it was delicious. Oh, so now I feel bad ragging on bean soup. Yeah, I was just holding on to that one for you yeah thanks thanks alex i'm sorry there we sorry. go well folks thanks for tuning in to the first episode of long <laughs> time predators with matt bass joining myself justin bradford as the co-host i hope you enjoyed our discussion on a little bit of hockey a lot of marvel <laughs> and way too long on bean soup uh, tune in next time we're gonna talk obviously more predators and touch on everything announced dizzy investor day on star wars so matt thank you dude Anytime you can follow me on Twitter at best of Matt And I promise you I'll stop making fun of bean soup and follow me on Twitter at just B Bradford. Make sure to interact with us. We want interaction. Give us ideas of what you want us to talk about, especially during the off season, because we have probably a month until the regular season starts. If it does on time and we'll get going from there. And I know Matt and I are both. be watching world juniors intensely starting next weekend. So we're looking forward to that, but follow locked on predators as well on Twitter and Facebook. And we'll talk to you next time.